0: On today's show, a Scotty Barnes burner in Philly. The Clippers show up late to the party and a French ejection in Utah. Nick said Adam is on today's Locked On NBA.
1: You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. I'm Olaf, and I like warm hugs.
0: And welcome, you are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Lockdown On Mavericks Podcast, and joining me as always on a Friday, host of Locked On Nuggets from DNBR. What you got for me, Adam Morris?
1: A Scotty Barnes burner. We just were gonna let that slide. We're just gonna sneak that one in as we start our Friday. Wow.
0: It was a cold open coming in hot is what it was. <laughs>
1: It's actually good. I actually approve. I don't know what I'm complaining about. It was a Scotty Barnes burger.
0: (laughs) This episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. All right, let's get into today's episode. We are going to break down the three games from Thursday night. Great games. All three of these games I thought were really good. I enjoyed all of them. I uh, got to see m- most of all of them, which I love. Three games in one night. I would hate to right. do what they did last night, which was like thirteen <laughs> games in one
1: night. Right.
0: Uh, but the let's start with the uh, the one that I mean, just the the hugs heard around the world. I guess. The, oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> the Indiana Pacers beat the Utah Jazz in Utah, 111 to 100. We have the scuffle, the kerfuffle, whatever you want to call it, late in the game, where um. Miles Turner blocks Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gobert grabs Miles Turner shorts on his way down from the fall falls down and they both hit the ground at the same time. Then they both get up and they're exchanging looks, exchanging, exchanging, unpleasantries like i guess and then Miles Turner comes over and just gives him a little like shoulder shove just a little shoulder's not even full arm extended just shoulder shove and then Rudy Gobert turns around and just hugs him and they go bo- go back and forth and neither person wants to extend their arms they just hug each other and they spend a little bit of time there. And then all of a sudden the other teams realize on the other, by the way, on the other end, TJ McConnell hits a jumper. No one's going (laughs) to remember TJ McConnell (laughs) hit a jumper during during this, but the rest of the teams come out and then they, they storm each other. And Donovan Mitchell uh, comes out of nowhere and it starts, you know, pushing people. And then Joe Ingles from like the top rope comes in and just shoves Ed Malloy as far as he can across the, the huddle. And then guys get ejected. Indiana goes on to win the game. Uh, what should we take from this 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 well, scuffle?
1: I, well, since we're starting with this, this scuffle, if we can even <laughs> call it that, it was it's funny because it is coming on the heels, obviously, of Jokic's and and Markeith Morris's real fight. You know, that's like for an NBA standards, an actual. You know, one guy needed a stretcher at one point.
0: Yeah, no one's getting whiplash from from this fight. No, no
1: whiplash <laughs> from this one for sure. There was no stretchers <laughs> called. Um, no. Uh, but no, this one it was it was actually kind of hilarious to be honest with you because you could tell that both guys were like. I have to look like I want to fight, but I can't actually fight. And it was very awkward. As you mentioned, it was more of a dance than it was a a wrestling. And uh, Joe Ingles, honestly, is the only guy that kind of came in hot. Like, are we doing this (laughs) or or what?
0: Joe Ingles, there's got to be some kind of history with him and Ed Malloy. There has to be, right? Because he literally just—if you watch the video—he comes out of nowhere, flies in, and his target is Ed Malloy. Which Ed Malloy afterwards said that it wasn't intentional, which is probably going to save Joe Ingles a suspension. But he comes in and just shoves the—you know—the referee Ed Malloy across the pile. Uh, one
1: the- question. One question you might ask here, and I, w- I actually want to talk about this game because some interesting basketball stuff. But be- before we get there. You know, this is two fights in one week. Fights in air quotes here, because I mean, like (laughs) by NBA standards, you know, if this was hockey, it would just be like the referee skate around and say, "Let's do your thing." But um, (laughs) you know, these were fights that you don't see in in the NBA very often. And one of the storylines this year is that you know, it's more physical. They're allowing more contact on the perimeter, and maybe, and I just wonder if this is a natural sort of hey, the game gets to be a little more chippy, then you're going to have guys that take it a little bit too far, a little too personally. I, I I don't know. It's early, but it's at least something I've got my eye on.
0: Yeah, we had the Damien Lillard comments like, hey, I'm I'm getting all these these fouls that you're not calling. And that all doesn't this. count.
1: Those don't count, no, man. Complaining I'm, I'm- about the fouls.
0: I'm saying that they're they're allowing this extra contact that right. apparently Damian Lillard can, can tell and he's very upset about it. And so they're allowing this extra contact, which is then turning into incidental contact, which is then turning into, you know, guys getting upset at each other. Miles Turner, Rudy Gobert are going at it, basically this whole game back and forth. Rudy Gobert continues to Rudy Gobert. like that, <laughs> I mean, grabbing the shorts on the way down was just the, the nail in the coffin that was going to yeah. make this actually happen. Uh, and then afterwards, the, the refs were just calling technicals over and over. like so. Four
1: people tossed, right? Yeah, Four so, so
0: Turner got ejected. Gobert got ejected. Donovan Mitchell got ejected for escalating things. Uh, Joe Ingles, the same exact thing, got, got ejected for escalating things. And then later, like, Hassan Whiteside gets a technical for, like, almost nothing. And then I think Kalan Martin also got a technical for almost nothing Why after not? that. They were, not? Yeah, they're like, let's just throw them around now. But they're, I think they're really trying to rein it in because I think the refs are aware of this extra contact and stuff you were talking about.
1: And I mean, it's just something to kind of monitor. You know, these games have been more intense. I think the basketball has been great, Nick. I really do. And I don't want these rules to go away. I do think it has elevated the intensity of the games. But guess what? The NBA needed an injection of intensity during the regular season. And I think we're getting that. And some of the there's a lot of factors. I know everybody's going to point to just that. I think there's a lot of factors. One of those factors is there's five bad teams in the NBA right now. Everybody else is good. I mean, they on any given night. We saw tonight, we're gonna talk. You know, this game, the Pacers beat the Jazz, you would think on paper, okay? The 23rd best team versus the third best team. That's you know, that shouldn't be an even match, but it is on any given night now. There's just so much talent. If we shift gears and talk about this game, there was something pretty interesting that I think happened in this one. The the Clippers have sort of exposed the flaw of the Utah Jazz in the playoffs, and that is that if you get a team that can switch one through five, you know, you can kind of stymie the pick-and-roll, the the, the the Rudy Gobert rolling to the rim, Donovan Mitchell coming off the screen and scoring. You could kind of stymie that a little bit. And the Clippers executed it because they were designed to be a switch one through five team. The Indiana Pacers are not, but tonight they were able to do it anyway. They were able to switch and really get under the skin. Now, look, the Pacers were a desperate team. They really needed a win, but the Jazz kind of needed a win, even though they weren't desperate. They, they have lost now three out of four. And I look at this game and I go, Man, that's not a good sign that the Utah Jazz are struggling with the one thing that has been their fatal flaw for the last two, three seasons.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, with the, with the Pacers, you have now Brogdon and Duarte, who are both like pretty big guards. So yeah, that's true. That's they're the not point. necessarily they're not necessarily switching everything, but and then you have Miles Turner, who can is one of the best defenders in yeah. the NBA around. Having the world, a great so.
1: year, man. He's been impressive, and he had he had some blocks tonight too.
0: So those two things, plus like they have these wings and Justin Holiday and Kalan Martin and Tory Craig, and like they have a bunch and T.J. McConnell, I guess is he's more of a of a guard, but you have all these wings that can just fly around, and and all of a sudden you have like a, the makings of a pretty good defense, plus a smart coach and Rick Carlisle that knows how to use players and put role players in the right yeah. positions. Uh, the thing about this game for the Jazz, and this is the Jazz' first loss at home this season, uh, is they can't score unless Donovan Mitchell is like out there doing his thing. Like coming into this game, I was looking up some of the numbers. The the Jazz's offensive rating when Mitchell is on the floor, 120 points per 100 possessions. When he's off the floor, 107 points per 100 possessions. Like they just cannot mm. they can't find anything when he's off the floor right now. Um Jordan Clarkson struggled to shoot in this game. Mike Conley was not great in this game and he had a couple buckets late, but They really couldn't get anything going. Joe Ingles hasn't been able to run the pick and roll the way that he has in the past. And so they got to find something else here. Uh, One of those guys, either Clarkson or, or Conley or Ingles either has to start stepping up for them.
1: I, my last notes on this game. I, 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 to me, it was probably the most, maybe most interesting, just in 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 where the teams were at, and what it means. But Donovan Mitchell wore a locked on uh, locked on shirt hey. uh, in the post game. That was pretty cool. Um, the Pacers went two and two on a tough road trip. They've had a really hard start. If you look statistically, they should be five hundred or better, but they're not. They had a really unlucky start to the season. Uh, but they go two and two to kind of salvage their season in some ways on this road trip, and maybe they can start to stabilize. Utah, meanwhile, has lost, like I said, three or four, and they play the Miami Heat, who have also lost uh, a couple of games <laughs> in a row here. So you get Saturday. On, on Saturday, those two teams match up in Utah. That's going to be a heck of a game, man. That might be the game of the weekend. Two teams that desperately need a win to kind of stabilize. Like teams that one week ago, top of the power rankings. Yeah. This week, stumbling, and they both need to stabilize. So that will be a heck of a battle.
0: Oh, the NBA is so good right now. I'm so happy for it. Uh, <laughs> all right, coming up, we'll get into some more games. Sixers-Raptors, really interesting one. And then the Heat Clippers was just, I mean, came down to the, the wire there. Kyle Lowry was incredible. We'll talk about both those teams, all those teams coming up. And then... We got, our, we got our power rankings. The top five fan bases because of something the Clippers did that I found absolutely hilarious. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about McDonald's. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where family and friends can come to reconnect. It's a place where after you hug it out with your friend on the basketball court, when you're going at it, when he pulled you down because of your, he pulled you from your shorts, <laughs> you can just go get a burger afterwards. I'm sure that's what Miles Turner and Rudy Gobert got to do. Uh, what do you think Rudy Gobert's order is at McDonald's?
1: Rudy Gobert's order at McDonald's. Hmm. Is he a I'm big like, Mac I'm guy? I'm going to go with like seven Happy Meals. <laughs>
0: Yeah, something just really weird. Like He's got a key. He, yeah, he's going there. He's getting the Disney toys. They got the 50th anniversary, I think, right now. He's like, I got to get all the different ones. I got to find all the different ones. Go to McDonald's. Hang out there yourself. Head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. And somebody say, Lockdown NBA watch party. We can watch Rudy Gobert order his seven happy meals the next time we go. Also, I want to tell you about betonline.ag fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. If you want to put down some money on the NBA this weekend, go ahead and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Uh, Lakers-Timberwolves. Let's just pick a, a random game here. Lakers, three and a half point favorite over the Timberwolves. That is not a line I thought I would see this early in the season. But the Lakers have struggled. The Timberwolves have have been okay decent and so no they're on
1: a six game losing streak the timberwolves they've <laughs> fallen off the face of the earth they have
0: fallen recently true yeah that, that was very true but uh lakers only but timberwolves fallen off the earth lakers only a three and a half point favorite at home interesting line if you want to put mm. some money down on it go to betonline.ag again promo code locked on all right adam Morris. Let's get into the rest of these games. Let's start with, let's let's go to Miami versus the Clippers. This one was an awesome game down the stretch. One of the a great game that we've seen so far this season. Clippers win 112 to 109. Kyle Lowry enters the fourth quarter mm. with three points. Ends Man. the game with 25 points. So he had an absolutely awesome uh, fourth quarter. Jimmy Butler did not play in this game. If he did, I think the Heat would have probably come away with a win. But Kyle Lowry did his, his damnedest <laughs> to get a win in this game. And they just couldn't get it.
1: Markeith Morris also absent from this game, still recovering from a whiplash. Um, oh, whiplash. <laughs> look, Kyle Lowry had been in a little bit of a rut. You know, he went scoreless uh, against Denver earlier this week. So um, for him, maybe this is a, a bit of a an end to a little mini slump, a little micro slump that he has been in. Bam did start that game. I know, it was incredibly hot. He finished with thirty and eleven. Uh, but the Clippers get the win. And I, the guy, I'll, I'll point out, you, you look, uh, you get a pretty balanced approach from uh from everybody on that roster 18 points from zubat uh you got a reggie jackson with 22 bledsoe with 21 kind of a shocker and then paul george of course 11 of 25 for 27 points um so they got contribution pretty balanced scoring everybody uh around 20 points there in that starting lineup
0: outside of the the tomb yeah, right. That's what this Batum is just going out on blocking and stealing everything he can find. But True. Uh, he would probably steal some of those Happy Meals from, from Rudy Gobert <laughs> if he could get his hands on them. This Clippers team, they're they're so balanced, right? That, that's that's a really good word for this team. Uh, and late, we saw like Paul George get some uh, get some attempts late. We saw them yeah. dump it down to Zubats a couple times late in the game. Reggie Jackson hit a three, and then he was the one taking free throws at the end of the game. Uh, this team just—they really do just spread it around a lot. It's been a really—it's been pretty cool to see this team. You know, be a team and not just like, oh, they have these, they have this star now. Kawhi's out, and so they're just going to be this heliocentric. You know, everything around Paul George. It hasn't been that that case so far for this Clippers team.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll that's all the notes I got on them today.
0: <laughs> on the other, on the other side, Miami. Uh, they get thirty and eleven from Bam. I, I think one of the cool things about the season so far is Bam's development as an offensive player. His little like post up around the rim, turn around, like jump shot thing, has been really, really good this season. He hit that a couple times in this game. When he played the Mavs recently, he hit that shot a bunch. And I think that's that's a really big thing for this, this team if they're going to go far in the playoffs.
1: Definitely need uh, you know him to kind of take that next step. It's, it's fun when you see these skilled bigs, defensive bigs, versatile, can do all this stuff. Sometimes they learn about the age that Bam is that, hey, being aggressive is actually – uh, it's almost more selfish not to be aggressive yeah. than it is to, you know, in many ways. And I think that's a lesson he could probably spend this entire season learning, but you know what? I think Jimmy Butler will help him learn that lesson.
0: Oh, absolutely. He'll get him in that big face coffee. And that's, that's what, that's what gets you really aggressive. You start drinking that late at night. Uh, yeah. So this game came down to, I mean, there's just some, so many incredible plays down the stretch here. Uh, the Clippers were trying to dump it down to zoo. They were tr- just trying to get fouls. It seemed like, uh, Reggie Jackson hits a three with a minute 50 left. The Clippers were up 108 to 100, and you're like, ooh, they're starting to run away with this. And then all of a sudden, you go down the other end. Kyle Lowry gets a four-point play. Zubac fouls him on the three-point line after Kyle Lowry hits a three. He hits the free throw. You go back. Kyle Lowry gets an and one again after Paul George misses a step-back three. It's just like Kyle Lowry taking up down the stretch. And then Lowry gets a steal, and you're like, oh, they're going to go ahead. And all of a sudden, then he he can't get the offense to go. And, uh, and then Reggie Jackson hits some free throws down the stretch. Miami can't inbounds it at the end, and then the Clippers get the win. But Lowry just down the stretch was just absolutely awesome. It was great to see.
1: It was a real Barnes burner.
0: <laughs> it was great to see him. However, man, I, I was, like, advocating so much for the Mavericks to sign Lowry. And apparently they came in second or whatever that was the <laughs> report or the rumor. But, right, I saw uh, that. man, just seeing, him, just seeing him do really well as well. That one hurts. For the um, maps. All right, last one here. We'll get to the Scotty Barnes burner. Uh the the uh Philadelphia 76ers fall to the Toronto Raptors. Uh Raptors win 115 to 109 in this one. And a Sixers crowd in a tight game is awesome. Like we're gonna talk about some really good fan bases later. And it was it was just great, no matter who was playing in this game, because no Joel Embiid, no Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris just came back, but also no no uh, Matisse Tybell in this game as well um Siakam still out for the Raptors but this this Sixers team like they fight man like they, they still they could have just kind of thrown in the towel they got like oh Andre Drummond could have just like chuck, you know jacked up a bunch of shots and just not cared about the offense but the Sixers team fought back and Tyrese Maxey was awesome
1: <laughs> he was just so he's got great a great floater man he's really got an impressive floater um he hit he hit that one quite a few times tonight uh, yeah, as you mentioned, they're just so short-handed. I mean, you kind of feel for Philadelphia. They were off to a really great start. One of the stories of the, you know, of the season, you get the protocols, yet you, you hit of an unfortunate, you know, bout with COVID. We're still in this pandemic, and you get three straight losses granted. It was New York, Milwaukee, Toronto. You'd love those games to be measuring stick games because of how good Philadelphia looked, and those are all teams that are kind of vying for, you know, being a home court team in the playoffs and you don't really get a chance to measure up against them. So uh, now, by the way, those three games all at home, now you get ready to go out on a West Coast road trip. Utah, Denver, Portland, Sacramento, Golden State, and Indiana all coming up. That's just a tough break. I I feel for Philly.
0: Yeah, yeah, that – that. Go listen to Lockdown Sixers with new host Serena Winters. It's going to be interesting to try and figure out what's going on with that Sixers team coming up on this trip. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, though, another team like the Clippers. They're just so well balanced, right? They don't have just one guy that kind of takes over for everybody. Fred Van Bleet was the leader here. 32.7 assists in this game. Just hit some really big shots down the stretch. OG Ananobi continues his run of just he's taking the next step. He may be uh, up there for most improved player. 20 points for him. Um, Gary Trent Jr., 20 points as well. Chris Boucher off the bench, 17 points. Every once in a while, Chris Boucher has a game where you're like, why isn't he better?
1: So they're doing <laughs> an interesting thing that, that I just read about, actually, an article from Michael Pina uh, today. Usually the with Toronto is usually you have to pick between offensive rebounding and transition defense. The Raptors this season have been best at both. They somehow are having their cake and eating it too, as Michael Pina wrote in his story crashing the boards creatively and just and it really requires like incredible game plan discipline uh, but they've somehow managed to get this and by the way they don't have guys that you would think would be great offensive rebounders it's not like they have an Andre Drummond in there who's just this monster guy or whatever so it's kind of a unique little profile that you see out of Toronto it continues to be in a creative and unique team
0: well I've seen Sean Woodley talk about this like Fred Van Vliet in the six eights like it just seems like it's, <laughs> right. it's just him and like Precious, Scotty Barnes, OG, and then they'll throw out somebody else instead of Gary Trent every once in a while, and it's just like they have all these athletes just running around. Yeah. I think that really helps that
1: it, for transition well. defense. There's no question because yeah, you don't really need to have a man; you just get back and everybody match up. Uh, so yeah. I think I think there is something to that.
0: Yeah, and that switching and stuff we talked about when when playing against the Jazz. Uh, but yeah. yeah, great win for the Toronto Raptors. They continue to have uh, kind of a weird season. They're 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 building stuff there. It'd be interesting to see when Pascal Siakam comes back.
1: They're on the up, I think. I think they're on the up. I'm buying. I'm buying Toronto Raptors stock.
0: Ooh, uh, yeah. All right, there you go. That's the games of the night. Great stuff. Good, good games. If you're gonna want to go back and watch any of those games, the end of the Sixers <laughs> Raptors game, and definitely the end of the, the Heat Clippers game. All right, let's play. Can I make
1: a request? Because uh, are we going to play the game now or do it or move it to the other segment? Because I was going to say this real or fake game I think is the better segment.
0: <laughs> let's go. Let's do it. Let's go ahead and play this real or fake game.
1: Okay, uh, is I got to wait. For is
0: you. it is the game real or fake or are
1: we- the game is real? The game is real. I'm a guy. I got five of these for you. You have to tell me. And I don't actually real or fake. We're really just putting these in order. Um. So I don't know why we're calling it real or fake. I <laughs> there's some interesting anomalies. We're ten games in. You know, you could read into the statistics right now, however you want. You could read into the rankings and the, the standings, however you want. The Warriors, Suns, Jazz, they sit atop the Western Conference uh, standings at the moment. Order those into it to me, the ones with from most real to least real that you, you're buying their, their records oh. right now.
0: So the top three teams, the Warriors, Suns and Jazz, which rank them from most real to least real.
1: Right. Oh Warriors 10 and 1.
0: The NBA is so weird now because my brain immediately goes, okay, well, what do you mean, real regular season or real playoffs? <laughs> <To> <laughs> you just immediately funny. start thinking down that direction because sometimes they're just so different, especially with this Jazz team. Yeah. Um, man, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Warriors most real, and then I'll go, I'll go Jazz and Suns in that
1: order. So that tracks with the point differentials. You know, the Jazz have uh, the Warriors right now, are the best in the NBA, plus 13 and a half, except what they're winning by on, on average right now. The Jazz next up, 7.7, so they're number two. And then the Phoenix Suns, while they have a better record, you know, they're, they're almost neutral. But here's the one thing I'll say that I don't know that people realize, and it was brought to my attention today by Keith Parrish over at Fast Break Breakfast, really good podcast host. Yeah. The Warriors just played seven straight games at home. It's their eighth game out of 11 that they've had at home. And by the way, they had an entire preseason at home. Think about that. There's teams that have already traveled thousands, like (laughs) 20,000 miles they put on on the team travel plane. Golden State's been in the Bay for almost all of the last two months. That's a real advantage. So 10 and one, maybe not as surprising as you might think, given given that.
0: Yeah, so if you're gonna go down and put like Steph Curry MVP money down um, on online <laughs> right now, it's just because of Aisha's home cooking, right? Is that what? You're
1: trying to say? <laughs> it might be. It might be what's going on. <laughs> All right, real or fake? The Bulls, the Heat, and the Knicks.
0: Oh my gosh, Bulls, Heat, and Knicks. The Bulls are the Bulls are real, right? Like Tim Hardaway oh, yeah. Jr. After the Mavs got destroyed by the Bulls the other night, was like, the Bulls are back. Like, yeah, they are. <laughs> they really are. Eight and three right now. That's a really good team. They have stars that can score late in games. Avucevic. Vucevic just tested positive for COVID, so they may take a little slide mm. right here. But uh, yeah, that, I think that's that team right there. Uh, Heat was the was the other one. Yeah, Heat, and Heat Knicks. And Knicks. Man. both seven
1: and five. I know, but so
0: the Heat have like missed some players here and there, so I'm not sure that seven and five is like exactly indicative. But I'll go. They're
1: sliding. They're sliding right now.
0: Yeah, I'll go Bulls Heat Knicks. That Knicks okay. that Knicks team. I just have I have. I don't, I don't feel great about it because they, they, the offseason moves, like, yeah, they bring in Kemba and Fournier and they add scoring, but then all of a sudden, do you lose what you are? I'm, I'm holding on to that. That was my thing in the offseason, and I'm still holding it for them.
1: You want to do the rest on the other side? I got four more for you, or three more for you, and I like them all. They might just take some time.
0: Coming up, real or fake that Adam <laughs> likes? We'll talk about that coming up, but before we do, let me tell you about BetOnline.ag. Let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. One of these B, uh advertisers. Coconut Brownie Chunk is back. It's my favorite flavor of Built Bar and let me tell you Isaac and I, my co-host on Lockdown Mavs we're about to record our show. We hit record we're we're starting to go and all of a sudden for some reason, I don't know why, I checked my email for, for no reason at all and I saw that Coconut Brownie Chunk was back, and we literally stopped our show and went and ordered Built Bars, the Coconut Brownie Chunk, because they're that good. Go and check them out right now. You will not be sorry. 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar, and a bar covered in 100% chocolate. They're great. They're delicious. They're good as a meal replacement for uh, if you're just trying to tide yourself over. They're good for you know a snack if you want to take something with you. Built Bar, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your entire order at built.com. All right, Morris, real or fake? We're playing this game where we're trying to figure out which teams are real and fake, and I guess there's a middle one because there's always been three, right? There's like a middle yeah, team. Yeah, we, we
1: didn't spend enough time naming this. <laughs> we spent more
0: time on the content of the game than the name. Yeah, of the game.
1: really, really realizing that now. So the three teams out west who are right outside of the play-in game: the Spurs, the Blazers, and the Kings. I guess they're right around the play-in game. Spurs, Blazers, Kings.
0: Oh, that Spurs team try like the spur. That Spurs team is like the, the the definition of a team that tries hard, but they just don't have enough talent, right? It's like the, the kid in class that like will always like try hard, do the notes, do his homework, but like a,
1: they keep losing by one.
0: He's getting a C in the class, right? Like, like he's okay. gonna do, he's gonna do all the work, and it's not gonna matter. Um, I just, I have to go Blazers number one, right? Because because of Lillard, and maybe they make a trade. I have to I have to go that Lillard will get free throws eventually, right? Like he'll start. Uh,
1: we'll find out. <laughs> So, hit the Blazers one. I don't know, man. This one's really tough.
0: You're gonna put the Kings over the Blazers? You believe in that Kings
1: team? What's funny is I feel like the Blazers and Kings are such a disappointment, and I feel like the Spurs have just been unlucky. Uh, but then, if you ask me, like the talent wise, the Spurs are dead. We're by far the yeah, last right. one there. So I don't know, man. These well, teams are all these are teams are all disappointing right now. I don't know if there's any of them that I'm really buying.
0: Well, let's stop. Let's stop looking at talent for a second. Look at coaches. <laughs> Greg, yeah, Greg yeah. Popovich, Chauncey Phillips, and Luke Walton. Uh, I think I'm going top number yeah. one
1: on that one by far. This is a tough one, man. All right, Hawks, Celtics, Pacers. This is sort of the East Conference version of this. All of those teams right now on the outside looking in of the playoff hunt. You know, would not have guessed that. Pacers, Hawks, <laughs> Celtics.
0: I know. I was thinking that when we were making this game. I looked at the standings and I said – I followed the NBA like for my career and I did not realize that all three of those teams are not in the play. And like if the season, if the season ended right now, none of those teams would be in the play in game. There's 10 teams now that get in the play in in the East. Oh my gosh. That Hawks team is so weird, right? Because out of of the gate, they destroy the Mavericks and you're like, Oh, this team is ready. They're going to take the next step, but they're, they're really now finding like their, their Eastern conference finals, like hangover (laughs) basically.
1: Well, it's uh, funny because yeah, Trey did have the famous comment about "I'm bored," you know. Like, our our team, it's it's hard. The regular season's boring after being in the conference finals, but they're on a five game losing streak. Like, you better you better <laughs> focus. I don't...
0: You got to get in the you got to get in the tournament before you can get to the end of the All tournament. Right. That's not boring, right? Oh man, I'll still go. I'll still go Hawks. I think they'll bounce wow. back at, at a certain point. I'll go Hawks number one still. Their point differential is not good. Their their defense doesn't look really good right now, but I'll go Hawks number one, Celtics, and then Pacers.
1: Okay. Man, the Pacers, I don't know. I have a little faith in this Pacers team. Their numbers look good as well, other than the wins losses. The,
0: the Pacers have also lost like a bunch of really close games yeah. too, right? They started the season with like three overtime games, and they lost.
1: The Spurs of months. the East, man. Yeah, exactly. All right, my last one for you. Damian Lillard trey young luka Doncic, all of them having slow starts to the season not looking like themselves which guy what's most likely to bust out of their slump
0: number one i don't think i've played this on lockdown nba yet but
1: uh
0: okay number one he's getting out of the slump it's happening um yeah, Lucas Slump has been a lot of uh conditioning. He did not come into the season the in the best shape. Uh every year. I was <laughs> but this season seems to be a little bit worse than even in seasons past. He had, you know, the Olympics and late in the offseason, and then he had like a month before, and he was like, I'm gonna take this time to take my break, mm. and just didn't do anything basically. Uh, so I'm I'm still thinking Luca's gonna play himself in shape at some point. He's gonna start to get separation. The Mavericks will eventually knock down some open shots, and his assists will start going up. And then the Mavericks' offense will start churning again. They've just been awful at missing wide open threes. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna do that. I think Lillard ju- comes out of his slump too. Um, I think I think he'll I'll, I think I'll take him next, and then Trey Young last because <laughs> wow, because he's bored apparently.
1: Dallas, by the way, has five of their next six on the road. But weirdly, listen to the schedule for Dallas. I'm sure you already know this. Weirdest schedule. At San Antonio, then host Denver, then at Phoenix, at Phoenix, at LA Clippers, at LA Clippers. They somehow have double road back-to-backs against the same team. What a weird schedule.
0: Yeah. So far this season, if we're going to talk about Dallas, like we have no idea what this team is because they're 7-4, and but they've got destroyed by the Hawks, Nuggets, Bulls, and what was the other team they got? They got destroyed by, uh, and uh, mm. and they just they get absolutely destroyed in these games. With so they the only teams they they only teams that they've played that are good, they get destroyed. Heat, but then heat heat, heat. Yeah, yeah that was the other one. And uh, and then they've beaten all these bad teams, and so now this stretch coming up, two games against Suns, two games against the Clippers. After that, I think we'll know what this team is at least for now probably, until probably until Jason Kidd gets fired or they make a trade. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, Jason Kidd will never get fired. They'll just continue to say, well, we're seven and four. Well, we're seven and five. Well,
1: we're. (laughs) Just keep going in forever. It is funny, man. The vibes around, uh, what is it? Jalen Brunson is the one who claims to have started vibes are immaculate. Um, But the vibe's not immaculate, it seems, for Dallas for being seven and four. It's a little wild. vibes are immaculate. <laughs> Another great drop.
0: My favorite drop ever. Great vibes, it's great vibes. Like great vibes, great vibes. Yeah, great, great vibes, no. sensational vibes. And like the vibes are immaculate. That's one clip. That's
1: not wow. I didn't cut that up. It does sound like it's chopped up. That's Brunson.
0: Uh yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take Luca coming out of that slump.
1: Alright. Sounds Hopefully. good. We hope. You want to introduce power rankings? Should we get a oh, quick I was ranking?
0: That was, that was the end of Guerrilla Fake?
1: That was the end. The, the game was in. That game was, the end. End. That game right, was it... uh, real bad.
0: <laughs> it was a good game. It was poorly named. <laughs> it
1: was poorly named. For sure. All right,
0: let's end here. Top five fan bases because...
1: Set the table here.
0: The LA Clippers <laughs> had one of the greatest uh, in-game promotions, pre-game promotions, I guess.
1: Yeah, pre-game.
0: Um, they want fans to show up. To games early, because they have this thing in LA where people show up fashionably late, which happens in every arena. It happens in Mavs. I'm sure it happens in in Denver. It happens in Miami. It happens everywhere. But uh, fans were, were incentivized to show up early and be wearing Clippers colors. And if you are, if you're showing up fifteen, at least 15 minutes before tip-off wearing Clippers colors, you'll be eligible to win $10,000. <laughs> $10,000 you're giving to people just to show up early and on time for your games. Uh, I found that incredibly hilarious.
1: It's a little desperate. It's definitely a little desperate.
0: <laughs> so we're doing bottom five fan
1: bases. That's no, top, top <laughs> five. I did top five. I'm not a hater.
0: Best fan bases that don't need this incentive like Clippers fans do.
1: Yeah, th- that's what it really is. Five fan bases that don't need this incentive. Right. All right. Number five, the Thunder, the Oklahoma City Thunder, <laughs> twofold. Ooh. Twofold here. It's a little bit of a shocker. They're a great fan base, man. Those guys show out. But number two, where else are they going to go? <laughs> They're going to be there on time. The it's Sooners like, are
0: good, right? The Sooners. There's not
1: like, you know, other cities where it's like, hey, that's the third stop on the night. We're going to do this, then we're going to do that. No, it's like, we're going to the game. That's, that's what we're doing. You could
0: go watch Spencer Rattler like throw another pick that you thought should be a touchdown.
1: <laughs> Number four, the Utah Jazz.
0: Oh, this is this is controversial. Why is that? Their fans have not been known to be the best.
1: Well, this isn't like, are they going to behave themselves? <laughs> <laughs> do they need to be at the arena to yeah, be incentivized true. to show up? They're, Fair, true, they're, true. They're going to be there early and screaming obscenities. Following in um, line
0: with what else are you going to do?
1: <laughs> <laughs> also as well. Number three, I have to tip my hat to, the, to these guys. They showed out in the playoffs last year. I was very impressed. The Phoenix Suns. Mm. Fan base showed out, man. They impressed me.
0: That is a good fan base. They'll get after you on Twitter and social media and all that.
1: Number two the Toronto Raptors. You know why you have to get there oh, so early for the Toronto fear Raptors? The north. You have to like get through Jurassic Park and it, it's True. crowded. There's you know 20,000 people outside the arena you have to navigate through just to get inside. So they get they get number 2. Number oh. 1. Are you ready? I'm ready. Bing bong oh. The New York Knicks. The New York Knicks losing their mind over a 7 and 5 team. Uh, everybody's going crazy. You know, they're going to be there and be there early. The New York <laughs> Knicks get no more. They've been great, they've been a great fan base so far. Um, they get they win it, Then They get it. They get number it's one. It's always
0: better when the Knicks are good,
1: it's, it's always, always better, better when
0: they're playing in Madison Square Garden.
1: Oh, wow, that might have been worse than uh, the Barnes <laughs> Burner. Your your New York accent,
0: it wasn't really Boston there.
1: <laughs> Go <a little> Boston.
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah. Of course, the Knicks fans. Of course. By the way, I think Bing Bong is dead after the Cavs tweeted it out when the Cavs beat the Knicks. I think that's when Bing Bong died.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bing Bong died. There you go.
0: All right. That was Locked on NBA on a Friday. Love to have some fun at the end there. Go listen to Locked on Mavericks. Go listen to Locked on Nuggets. Great stuff. Five days a week, we'll be covering our teams. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on NBA. Boom.